Lord, I just want to thank you. I just want to praise you for this great privilege, awesome privilege you have given us to come together, Father God, to meditate on your words and to come to lift your name high, to come to worship you, to come to glorify your name, Father God. Lord, you have given us your word to live by, and your word has a power to heal, to deliver, to redirect, to transform. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, Father God, for your word, Psalm 142, to speak to us, to each one of us, Father God, for this psalm to be transforming our mind, edifying us, Father God, adding in your and the time, the ability that you have given him to do the lecture call, you take control of the time, our thoughts, everything, our heart, maybe be centered. And you and me, we sit at the feet of Jesus and learn what we need to. May this word be planted in each one of his heart and transform our mind, our hearts, in our behavior, in our desire. May we continue to trust in you more and more. May we more and more. I surrender this evening, praising and worshiping you under your control and thanking you that for everyone that are able to join. In Jesus' holy name, my prayer. Amen. Amen. Psalm 142. A prayer of David when he was in the cave. Who's a refugee? A refugee is a displaced person, a person who has a well-founded fear of being persecuted and who, on the account of that fear, is unwilling to return to their own country. The life of a refugee is very hard. Here are a few of the difficulties faced by the current-day refugees. They miss their home and their homeland. They don't have adequate provisions. They don't have proper shelter or place to stay. They find it hard to adapt to their new learn land. And returning to a routine and regular life is impossible. Horrible living condition and all those above difficulties lead them to a steady decline in their emotional and mental well-being of the refugees. David, when writing this psalm, is living as a refugee. He cries out to God, his refuge, from the cave. All the above difficulties we mentioned before were David's realities, and he was in despair in that cave. By God's grace, physically, we are not living as a refugee or hiding in caves. We are blessed and are in a comfortable place. Though we are in the comfort of our home, where is our heart, our emotion, our thoughts, our mind? Is our soul, our emotion and attitude living with the joy of the Lord or is it stuck in the cave? How do we know if we are in a cave? From David's description, there are some things which help us to identify if our hearts and minds are in the cave. Are we feeling lonely in the middle of a crowd and weak when there is nothing physically bothering us? Are we losing hope and feeling there is no escape as situations and doors closing in on us? Does the daily grind and monotony bog us down? 
busy life and work overwhelm us in the middle of all this how is our attitude towards god do we find ourselves thanking god only when there is an allotted time to give thanks are we missing the joy and the gratitude in our day to day life is our heart weary our minds discouraged and our soul burdened and tired if you find yourself in that cave look at what david says till verse 4 we see that david talk about his problems and situations but the verse 5 changes the direction of the prayer from being hopeless to claiming god's promise even when nothing has changed he ends with saying god is good to him we see the shift from feeling no one is there to care for him genuinely to his eagerness to be surrounded by the righteous the shift from escape is impossible to knowing that he needs the lord to rescue his soul even as he was crying out describing the troubles and situation he remembers who his god is and calls on him for the rescue even though his heart is in anguish and desperation he opens his mouth and confesses that the lord is his refuge and his own inheritance he talks to himself about who his god is and calls on the lord of impossible to rescue him from an impossible situation once he gets hold of who is responsible for his life there is no going back for david he looks forward to the rescue and he longs to give thanks to the lord how did his perspective change how did the shift happen there are two things we see david do number 1 he pours out his heart cries aloud he calls out he's not worried about what others will think of him if he cries to the lord he goes to his lord and does not hold back secondly in his hopeless condition knowing how things are against him he remembers he opens his mouth and says and reminds himself who he belongs to look at verse 5 who is responsible for him who is protecting him who is taking care of him who is his source in the land of the living the lord almighty is his inheritance what does it what does he mean when he says that the lord is his inheritance before the israelites stepped into the promised land the lord had given instructions on how to divide the land the lord gave the promised land as inheritance to the 12 tribes of um israel to live in to work the fields to make a living and pass it on to the next generation as ephraim and manasseh were counted as two individual tribes there were 13 tribes in total but the land was divided into 12 as the levites were not given any land as inheritance to pass down to their generations to make a living um in numbers chapter 18 verse 20 the lord says um the lord said to aaron you shall have no inheritance in the land of the israelites nor have any portion of land among them i am your portion your inheritance among the children of israel behold i've given the levites all the tithe in israel as an inheritance in return for their service which they perform the service of the tent of meeting 
the levites ate from the offerings made to the lord by fire which is their inheritance they got the first fruits from the grain new wine fresh oil and first fleece from the flock all the first born belong to the levite we can read more about it in deuteronomy chapter 18 1 to 8 and numbers 35 1 to 8 the levites didn't have any land in which they could grow food or any other resources to work on and provide for themselves god fed them from his portion his tithe god provided cities for them to live in and pastures for their cattle among each of the tribes he provided for them from his tithe god was their only source of sustenance that was david's pro- proclamation when he calls the lord his inheritance the lord alone is a source of sustenance sustenance god alone can take care of david's desperate situation and his hopeless heart when he says that in verse 5 we see his faith begin to build up again and he follows up with the plea for the rescue and the release of a sinking soul to thank god and god's people will surround him as god is good to him this psalm's instruction is this when we our heart is weary our mind is feeling discouraged our soul is burdened when life and troubles persecutions and failures drives us to a cave go to him take refuge in him claim his promises speak out those promises claim your inheritance let those words comfort you and console you let those words help you to hold on to your faith and to endure and persevere and grow in him finally remember what jesus says in matthew 11:28 come to me all who are weary and burdened i will give you rest run to him to be comforted and encouraged and remain in him as he alone can give rest to our weary heart discouraged mind burdened soul for he is our inheritance thank you so this is the Yes, go ahead. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for this awesome privilege, for this truth that you brought to us tonight. Lord, we, each one of us might be under different circumstances. The need might be different. but it is for us to remember and to counsel our soul that you are faithful you are our inheritance and you are abundant father god lord i pray wherever our heart is whatever the struggle is in the mighty name of jesus may the song that we heard tonight 
transform our mind, change our heart, lift up our spirit, Father God. Because in you, we have abundance. Because in you, we have everything. No matter who is in or out of our lives, Father God, no matter what we have or what we have not, Father God, no matter what we're facing, each and every day, Father God, you are faithful. And you remain to be faithful. You are in control. Help us to redirect our thoughts, to lift up our spirit, to put our trust in you, Father God, to remember that you alone are enough and you are our inheritance, Father God. May this word remain state in our heart and transform each one of us, Father God, from wherever the circumstance that we're in. Help us to be planted in your house permanently and grow in faith deeply, Father God, each and every day. Draw us closer to you, Father God, just like David did in the Psalms. No matter what we're facing throughout the days, throughout our lives, Father God, help us to redirect our thoughts, to counsel our spirit, to remind our mind and our soul that you alone are enough. You are more than enough. And you are our inheritance, Father God. Thank you for this truth, Father God. And I pray gratefully and thankfully, Father God, for this privilege you have given us and for your presence tonight here among us. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, I pray. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm.